Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Hello and welcome back to the Trail Manners podcast, episode number 18. This is a bonus show. That's right, today we're going to be talking about no pace, no crew, and how to always be prepared. So if this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome to a bonus episode of the Trail Manners podcast. Studio 78 in full effect, sitting at 22nd Street Trailhead in beautiful Ogden, Utah, with a view of the mountains. We got Malin's Peak behind us. Joel, how are you today? We're doing really good. I'm excited. Yeah, this is great. We're doing a bonus show. That's right. So we come out once a week, as you know, um, but we've got so much going on, and we're so excited, and we yeah. have so much to cover that we just we got to record more shows. Yeah, we had to. There's going to be so much coming out in the next two weeks. It's going to be a lot. We got to get some stuff out. So, so today we're just going to re- hurry and recap a little bit. Um, you know, we have that Beaverhead contest. Sure do. And that launched uh, with our episode 17. Yeah. Um, and we have one person as of this show recording that's right. uh, put in for that. Um, that's going to run till Monday. Yeah, Monday. What what's the date on that? I don't know what is today. Today's the eighth, right? So I'm gonna say let's do some quick math. Let's go thirteen. So you, we're gonna cut it off on the thirteenth. Is that right? Monday. The no, 13th? it's Monday the fourteenth. Oh, my skills are That's weak. That's okay. So yeah, Monday March fourteenth at noon. We're gonna cut that off. And we'll announce the winner of the Beaverhead hundred k or fifty k free entry. Yeah, we'll we'll just go ahead and post that on Facebook. That'd probably be the best thing. And so we have a lot coming up. We just talked about what, Joel, what do we have coming up? Who do we have? What are we talking about? What's going on? All right. So this this Friday, we are going to be at the Park City Running Company. So if you guys wanted to come out, check us out, see what we do, feel free to. Yeah. So we'll be there. What is that? March 11th. Which is Friday. We're going to yeah. have a couple shows. Yep. So we're, we're planning on getting there at 1045. We're going to do a show with Suzanne Lewis. Now, she is a sports nutritionist and... A pretty rock star runner. Are She's you? like a low-key rock star. I was just talking to you about that on a run this morning, just checking out some stats on Ultra Sign Up, and my eyes popped out of my head. I know. She kills it, right? She's done hard rock a couple times. She's done a whole bunch of stuff. So uh, I'm excited to hear not just not just the running side of it. I mean, hard rock, Wasatch, Speed Goat, all those, but she's a nutritionist. Yeah, she is. So she's going to talk with us. Give us a little lowdown on some tr- nutrition. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, that's going to be great. And then right after that, we've got Canis Hart. Yeah. So he is the owner 
of Park City Running Company. And not only that, is like, you know, he's got a pretty stout schedule. He's uh, he signed up for the Gorge Falls 100K on April 2nd. Yeah. Following that up with the Miwok 100K. Right. And then the big one. Yeah. He's going down to Western States. Oh, the big dance. That's right. So it looks like his schedule is pretty primed to do something special there. But, you know, we're not going to talk to him about his racing. We're going to talk to him about his shop, how he's involved in the community. Right. Um, and that. So, you know, there's two great shows coming up. And then the next one is the one I'm super excited about, what? Buffalo Run. Well, back up. Back up, back up. What? So we're going to be at Park City, right? Yeah. We're going to get there at 1045. Oh, I see this. We're yeah. going to get at 1045, all right? If you want to come hang out and... You know, talk to us. We're going to have a little break between the shows. And, and there's a coffee shop inside the exactly. run shop. Exactly. Come buy some stuff. Yeah, come get some stuff. Park you know, City Run you know, Company. Who works there? Yeah, there's this uh, there's a runner that I think we've had on the show before. Yeah, right? Uh, pretty rock star status themselves. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, Jenilyn Eaton. I know, right? And she's prepping for Barclays. All right, I, I, got, I, got, to, I got to step out of the bus for a sec, Eric. You, you keep on talking, all right? All right, I'm on it. So, you know, when you're at the trailhead... Anything can happen. So we're at the trailhead. We're parked, minding our own business, and people are coming up to talk to us, and we love it. So Joel stepped out to take care of some business real quick. Uh, he's running back over to get in Studio 78. But, yeah, if we can if we can still gentle in from the sales floor for just a moment, uh, maybe we'll talk to her about how her training is going for Barclays. Yeah, I, I'm so interested to see what's going on with that. Well, you know how we – you know, we, we – social media stock because that's what we do <laughs> totally and so we've seen how she's been training and she's been putting it in <laughs> lots of verts <laughs> it's crazy right especially on like gnarly days when we're like sleeping in drinking coffee she's out there doing the work yeah lots of it so so hopefully we can uh bug her for just a minute yeah that'd uh, be nice uh, to get her on and then then the buffalo run there we go so we'll be out there on saturday most of the day. Most of the day, yeah. Eric's going to run the 25K. I'm just going to come hang out. Uh, we'll do some interviews afterwards. So if you want to be on the show, you either hit us up before or you know come find the, the Studio 78 green bus out there. Probably be the only one. You won't miss it. You don't miss it. And we'll, we'll probably have a canopy depending on how windy it is. We'll throw a canopy up for some shade, have some chairs, have an ice chest. We might have some beverages in. Yep. One thing I would like to throw out there right now, though, is if you're running – any of those races out there, 25K, 50K, 50 mile, 100 mile, but you're kind of a novice, right? Maybe you're you're stretching a little bit beyond what you've done before. I would sure love to talk to someone after they finish. Yeah, if this is your first time. Yeah. Yeah, come How, up, that, hit us up. That would be awesome. And not not against the, the pounders and the crushers that, you know, tear these races up. Right. I mean, we want to talk to everybody, but I'd yep. really like to get somebody who jumped out of their comfort zone, yeah. went a little bit further, maybe their first ultra, just to hear their raw you know Recap. who would be good to talk to is Jackie King. Oh, yeah. This is going to be her first 50-miler. Uh-oh. Yeah. And she's she's put in some races already this year, but this is a little, again, it's a little bit farther. And it's a very runnable course. Yeah. That's, which is, that changes everything. That, it depends on who you are. Right. Like, some people love that. Yeah. Runnable, I can run 50 miles. Some like the hilly stuff. I'm the hilly guy. Yeah, me too. And I suck at hills. Like, I'm slow, but right. I'm so much slower when you have to run for a long time. I think that's more of a mental game at that point. Because you know you should be running. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, I should be running. <laughs> should this be is running this, this might be downhill. Yeah, that's yeah. how runnable it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we've got some great shows coming up. We're going to have some bonus shows. Hopefully we can fill a lot with that Buffalo Run Day to where we can just blow it up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, get a lot of content going. Oh, yeah. But what we're here for, not just to tell you what's going on. No. But we want to recap a little bit. Yeah, let's do that. So Joel and I run a lot. We run. 
Whew, that was close. <laughs> I almost said run a lot. Yeah. Um, but we talk to a lot of people. We right? do. And, you know, people come up to us after a show or before and, and ask us questions. And so we did this thing on pacing and crewing. Yep. So it's the advantages. It's what do you do? But there's the flip side to that. Right. There's what if you don't have a pacer? Yeah. What if you don't have a crew by your choice or right. you're traveling or, you know, whatever the situation is. Or you get in a situation where maybe your pacer can't come out and help you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're all of a sudden you're, you're thrown for a loop, right? Yeah. You planned on having somebody for 10, 15, 25 miles and you don't got that option anymore. So, so what we'll talk about is without those, I don't know, without those, what do you want? Right. I call it no pace, no crew. There you go. That's pretty easy I think it make it pretty easy. That might be right? the name of this episode, no yeah. pace, no crew. No pace, no crew. I like that. Uh, NPNC. That's right. So what do you do? So you're running, let's start with what, a 50 miler? Yeah. Okay. Say a fifty. Let's you know. Hey, let's Buffalo run fifty mile. Right. Super runnable. Yep. S- aid stations everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Drop bags available. Yep. You don't need a crew. You don't need pacers. <sighs> no. You don't need them. You can have them. Right. You can use them, especially if you're nervous. But yep. but let's take this race. No pace, no crew. How do you prepare? You got to know yourself. I think. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to know how how you're going to react. When you get a little bit tired, when you get hungry, and then you got to have that game plan. So I think those are the two things that you're really after. You, you got to know yourself really well, and then you got to have a rock solid game plan. So let's say that you can get through the first, I don't know, the first 30 miles, no problem out there. But then you get into that, that zone where you, you're really starting to feel some fatigue. Uh, you got to have that game plan on how you're going to deal with that, yeah. right? I think that's the most important thing, and we're going to reiterate that over and over again, is, you know, all right, so I'm going into the ranch, I'm turning around, all right, now I've got, what is that, 13 miles of kind of some drudgery. Yeah, right. Right, how, how do I deal with that? you got to be prepared. Yeah. So you have to have, like, plan A, you know, okay, well, I'm going to run this pace, and I'm going to try to have this mindset for this section and if that goes out the window then you gotta have plan b yeah and then you mean plan c and it's okay not to hit plan a yeah it's okay not to hit plan b don't beat yourself up because weird things happen out there they do especially during i mean the other factor is weather okay i've been on the island ran the race in snow right wind rain and i've been out there in march when it's been to me it's close to triple digits oh yeah right but it's probably like 80 (laughs) 75 it's like 70 it feels like it's 90 that's how my temperature works right but you know you when you you plan it's okay not to hit plan a but plan a few different things like hey this is if i nail it this is average day and you know what it might be one of those days right i think that you know it's a touchy subject with people not to have a crew and not to have a pacer mm-hmm. because we, we've all kind of gotten into the sport and that's what everybody does. Yeah. I think for the shorter distances, you probably shouldn't rely on that. Yeah. You, you should be at the point where you're fit enough and you're comfortable enough being in either the slack country, which the Buffalo run is kind of slack country, meaning that it's just right outside the road. Yeah. I mean, you do get way in the back country on the backside of the islands. But you need to be comfortable enough to be back there by yourself for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, then you really should seriously consider rethinking this. Well, and even a race like this, there's so many runners. There are. Right? That you're going to see somebody. 
And yeah. generally, if you're in a certain part of a race, someone's probably in the same near you in the same position. You're probably gonna be talking to somebody, right? You're both hurting. You yeah. both got an issue at a certain time. Right. So it's not like you're out there all by yourself. And the aid stations are spaced out right. appropriately, yep. I think, and even uh, maybe even more of a. I don't know, a novelty, really. I mean, you don't need to stop at every single one. No, you don't. You can buzz through them if you need, if you want to. Well, that, that's where that planning comes in, and I think we'll, we can talk about that maybe in a little bit. But the right now, that reference point is the Buffalo Run. And it's that one's planned out really well. And, you know, Jim knows what he's doing, the race director. And I think this is a good place for people to get their, their toes wet, right? Yeah. To dip that toe in the no pace, no crew water. Because you're going to learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, and there's still enough help if something oh, yeah. was to go wrong. So it's not you're not out there by yourself. No, because the the volunteers are at the aid station. They're there to help you. Yep. And you know you've got to come in there with a game plan. I need this to get myself in and out of the aid station. And I'm going to say thank you a million times to everybody because that's what you do. And you move on and you just deal with the next section. And a lot of the the volunteers for this race are seasoned runners. They are. I mean, he, there's like different. You know, the Wranglers, we keep bringing yep. those guys up. But, man, they've got a, an, they've aid, got an station. aid station. Yeah, Maybe they, two this year. Yeah, that they run. I know Rock for Black Diamond has done some in the past. Yep. And there's a the Hummer group has done right. it in the past. So there's people out there to help you as well, to, right. to help you along and, and whatever you need. Um, so you also have that next phase of it is you have your drop bags. Right. And so what I tell people, because I've talked to a lot of people, it's their first 50 or even their first 50K, and they want drop bags somewhere. Right. And I said, you know what? It's okay to have a lot in your drop bags. You know, you yes don't, there's no. sizing to it, but it's okay right. to think, I don't know if I'm going to need this. I don't know if I'll eat that. It's okay right. to put a little extra in there because you don't know when you're going to get there. Right. And no one's really packing it. You know, don't bring a suitcase. Yeah, that's big. Don't, don't be that guy. Yeah. But you can do a little, you know. If it's a couple extra gels, an extra pair of socks, that's fine. Payday bar. Something, yeah, something, something like along that. those lines. <laughs> exactly. You know, drop it in there. Just, right. you know. Some stuff for blistering. Well, I think that's where it comes back to knowing yourself and knowing what you need. And being that, even though if you're novice, you still have the experience of being on the trail. I think that's 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 crucial, right? Yeah. Because if you don't, you're going to get yourself in a world of hurt pretty fast. Yeah, and it, it can happen out there. It as, can happen as, fast. Yeah, it can. And, you know, kind of my first ever trail run was the Buffalo 25K the very first year. Right. And I've said it in the shows before, I was not prepared. Right. Because I'd never run something like this, and I probably was a little stubborn when it came to asking questions. And the, right. I don't think the resources were quite there yet. We didn't have Definitely the social not. media. No. We didn't have the blogs like we do. Nope. We didn't have awesome podcasts no. back then. Oh, no, there was no podcast back then. So... You know, I, I went into it, novice. I went into it a little, I wouldn't say confident on any, I was terrified. Right. But I just, I mean, I had a Ziploc bag of powder in my hand. Yeah. Right? No one does that anymore. No. I don't think. You've got flash, you've got pockets, you've got, yeah. you name it. So, you know, you want to prepare. You want to prepare the right way. And it's okay to have ask questions. Definitely ask and, questions. And have a little bit more. Yeah. I, I think that's the safe bet, you know. You know, with the Buffalo Run, it's a great place to dip that toe in the water of having no pacer. For you know the fifty mile distance, I know I don't think you can have a. There's no way you can get a pacer for the fifty k. Are you allowed to have a pacer for the fifty k? I don't. I don't think. I so. don't think so. I mean, you could. Easy, I mean, if you could or right, you know, somebody I mean, can totally bandit that. You yeah, know, just but, hit you on that last twenty five k loop. And there's really no. I mean, you can have a crew for the fifty k. They can just meet you at the fence line. Yep. You know, but really, you should be self sufficient mm -hmm. at that distance. 
and really even at the fifty miler, you should be unless you're unless you're going to go really fast. Yeah, and you need somebody there to help you through the aid stations. Now that's a different scenario, but on the maybe and even on the flip side, maybe you're going to be that person that's going to walk it. Yeah. And you want your significant other just to come out and help? Nothing wrong with that. Or your kids right? be there, be yeah. a part of it. There's, I mean, there's different scenarios for that. Right. But it, I think for the general population of runners, you don't need a crew or a pacer for the 50-miler. No. No. But they, and I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but you really got to think about this. You're entering into a competition— and you need to look at it as a competition because it's a race. You yeah, it's a it. race. If yeah. if you're if you're there for a good time, that's great. But you're entering a competition. You want to see how well you can do on this course. And the course itself is not terribly difficult unless you haven't prepared for it. Yeah, and that's a whole nother show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've I've done races where I haven't fully prepared yeah. and had great results and then have I had ones where I've just blown up. Yeah. But I really think that this is an opportunity to see how far outside your comfort zone you can get and and finish. Yeah. And, and it's it's almost within this confined environment on the islands, right? Because the aid stations are close to the road, except for out there at Elephant Head. Yeah. That thing's out in the middle of nowhere. And that's the prettiest part of the course it on is. this course, so just take it in. Right? So this is this is how you can cut your teeth, right? And then, and then we can jump into the next distance on the course, right? And that's the hundred mile. Well, maybe, yeah. I got pretty strong feelings about that too. I mean, I, I think that the island, unless you're terrified of buffalo, and we have a friend that's just she's petrified of buffalo, she needs a pacer. Yeah, I, I can see that scenario, especially if, at night. Yeah, and if this is your first hundred. Grab a pacer. Yeah, because maybe you don't know how you respond at night. But then on the flip side, maybe you should be doing a little pacing, you know, to see how you respond tonight. I, I have mixed feelings about it. I, I really f- feel that your first one, yeah, go for it. Grab a pace or grab crew because it does make it easier on you. But as you do more and more of these, I think you should try doing it without one. Well, and I've done all my hundreds. I've had, well, I take that back. There's a hundred I did up in Montana. Um, we didn't have any crew or pacers. It was me and Jim Skaggs. Right. That wasn't really a race. <laughs> it, it, it was supposed to be. Um, right. But it didn't turn out to be that way. It was kind of more of a bear alert situation. That's right. But I think for, I mean, for all the hundreds, I've had crew and I've had pacers. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a seasoned hundred mile runner by any means. Right. I've run four or five hundred milers. But I would absolutely 100% plan on doing one solo. I, now that I've done, Three, I've attempted three, and I've without a pacer and crew, and out of those three, I've finished one, and I love it. Yeah, I absolutely adore not having to worry about the stress of having a pacer getting them to that place that they need to be. If they're going to be there, right? Not worrying about the crew because I know exactly what I need to do coming to each aid station, and I know that I need to get myself in and out quickly. And I always thank the volunteers, and then I move on to that next section of the course. And that's where coming in, you need to be prepared. Yeah, You need to look at that course before you go to the event, and you need to know the distance between the aid stations. If there's you, elevation. Yeah, you need to know the elevation, time how long it's going to take. You need to know what you're going to need for that drop bag. you got to pay attention to the weather, too. Yeah, and sometimes I've noticed 
people, and you, maybe you could speak on this. I haven't done 100 solo yet, but you, even in your vest, you may have a little bit more than you're used to just in case. Yeah, I do that probably in the middle of the race. Yeah. I'll, I'll carry maybe just a touch more than I would normally just because I, I'm going to try to get a little bit more calories at that point. Uh, maybe I actually don't need them, but, you know, I think Robert Kuntz said something that was really profound when we first started the podcast. He goes, your body expects to eat at certain times of the day, even though you really might not need the calories. Well, it's just kind of good, like, to have that mental boost. Like, oh, okay, I can have a gel or something, something like that belly. at that point. Um, that's really important. Um, it goes back to knowing yourself and being comfortable in the backcountry, especially if we're talking like a hundred mile, like the bear. We've been talking about the bear for a long time. If you know that course and you're comfortable being out there, because I mean, now we're talking about being out there. Yeah, there's some remoteness to that one. Absolutely remote, especially when you get past the 60 mile mark. You're getting out in the middle of nowhere. That section from 60 over to the river. That's a hard section. It's probably the hardest section on the course, I think. You're tired, you're beat from doing the first 60 miles. It's usually getting nighttime, dark. And it's nighttime. You got that big climb, and that climb goes on and on and on. It's got false summits, and then then you got a nice long downhill into the aid station. That's that's when knowing yourself and knowing the course and knowing what you got in your next drop bag really becomes important. Well, and, and Again, I, I would definitely want to do an unsupported, no pace, no crew, 100-miler. Yeah. It's, it scares me a little because I know right. the past hundreds I've done, I can honestly, without even thinking twice, say I wouldn't have finished that 100-miler without a pacer or a crew. Yeah. Um, but, I, I think, but I wasn't in a situation not to rely on them either. Right. So you just don't know how you're going to respond. And so I would like to try it. And it's not going to be this year. I'm running the the only 100 I got on the schedule is the bear at the end right. of the year. I will have a crew. Well, yeah, you've already locked down your crew. Yeah, pacers, but I try don't have to go any without, yet. Yeah, yeah. Go, go without that pacer. But I you know the course, want, right? Yeah, and I definitely want to try it. Um, but there's also something to having those, right? Yeah. I mean, it's nice. That the conversation, I think, is what you miss the most when you don't have a pacer. And I've been lucky that I've found a couple of people that are kind of going my pace or I'm going their pace at that particular runners in the race. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll chat them up a little bit if they want to be chatted with. Yeah, right? and you can tell. Yeah, and you can tell, right? <laughs> you can tell the <laughs> ones gotta, that want nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And that's fine. I mean, if they don't want anything to do with you, you just you kind of motor past them. Say good luck, have fun, enjoy yourself, great job. And, and you know what? Sometimes a couple hours later, you meet up with that person again, they're ready to talk. Yeah. Maybe they've had a low point and they're over. A overweight. lot happens. Right? So you, you got to be prepared. And that's kind of like the theme of the show, right? Be prepared mm -hmm. for everything that can happen if this is your first time. No crew, no pace. And I think it's super rewarding. Oh, yeah. Um, the one time I was successful was Zion. And that course, that that's a good course to do. No crew, no pace. Because there's a lot of people there. Yeah. And the aid stations are, man, there's a whole bunch of people at the aid stations, and it's kind of like a party, and it's fun, and you're probably going to find somebody that's going your pace, and you can chat them up for a little bit. Yeah, that's that's a good one to do. So some of the things that maybe will be helpful when you try this is to have that game plan, right, when things go wrong. Um, for me, I know I'm going to get tired. I always get tired. About 10 o'clock at night. Just because you've been out there, you've been grinding away for 15 hours. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I've kind of like got it in my head now at that 
10 o'clock to midnight, I need some coffee. And I've done a couple races where they've had coffee, and I've had a couple races where they don't. And you're like, I need some coffee, and they look at you like you're the devil. So what I do now is I get those Starbucks Vias. Oh, and yeah. those are in my drop bag for that time frame. Just need some water. Uh, yeah, I don't even care if it's cold water yeah, at that I said, point. Just water. <laughs> I mean, I'll drink that stuff cold. I don't care. I mean, it's nice to have the hot, but you just know, slap you get... it between your cheek and gum. Yeah, exactly off. right. <laughs> so I'll do that, and I think that's a little tip that that's really helpful. Is those Starbucks vias? You can get at the beginning of the season. You get a box of them, right? And they're good to have for camping too. If you don't want to take a whole bunch of stuff, there may or may not be some in the bus. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that's really helpful. Um, then. What else happens? Middle of the night, you're really tired. Really tired. You're, you're getting a little gra- I get a little grouchy in the middle of the night. Maybe it's taking me longer to get to that aid station than I thought it was going to. So I've just got to have this this mental like mantra like it's going to get better. Yeah. The sun's going to come up. Boy, that's right. That's and a blessing. That just turns everything around. So if I just keep saying to myself over and over again, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And then the miles start clicking off. Sun starts coming up. The sun starts coming up, and things got better. Yeah, that's usually how it works. Right. And when he means better, he doesn't mean you're going to be skipping and, oh, and Lord, singing no. Sound of Music. He Definitely. just means you're going to be. Well, it's that oh, mental outlook, yeah. right? That mental, I mean, that plays such a big role in that 100-miler. That mental you know, resiliency is incredible. You're, you're at like 3 in the morning. You're just grouchy. You're dragging. You've been going at it for, you know, 20 two hours, 23 hours, and all of a sudden the sun starts coming up, and you're like, all right, let's do it. It's like making it through the night, mm-hmm. right? I mean, when you make it through that night, that's when it's like, I made right. it, I did it, yeah. I did it. And especially when you do it by yourself. Yeah. You get a big boost of like, hell yeah, let's finish this thing. It's pretty cool. So, you know, you got to be comfortable with that. Um, when I did Zion, you know, it was going pretty good up until about mile 68. My feet kind of fell apart. And I kept asking at the aid stations, do you guys have something here that can help me with my feet? And they're like, no, I'm sorry, we don't We don't have anything. And all I needed was a little pin, right? The, the pop, the, the, the mushroom feet that I had, yeah. right? <laughs> and it never dawned on me. And this is where, you know, being prepared helps that i could have just taken that <laughs> pin off my bib one of the four right one of the four and fixed my problem yep it just never occurred to me well because you're not thinking either no you're not thinking but you know that was a lesson learned now it's like oh yeah and also now i'm gonna now that i know i mean i have a history of my feet falling apart that i need to have that that foot kit yeah right just in a plastic bag just have it ready to go at mile 68 to 75 because i know my feet are going to fall apart so that way i can be self-reliant i don't have to be going around the a station hey you guys got this no i can rely on myself to do it and then and all the stuff we're talking about here is, is i mean how many times have we heard it is knowing yourself right well how do you get to know yourself well you get to know yourself through your training yeah and by right? doing it and, right and you don't train well, I haven't heard of someone that signed up for a 50-mile race and went out and ran 50 miles in a training run, right? No, don't do that. Yeah, you don't get there. So there is that unknown. Of, right. well, I don't know what's going to happen to me. And that's right. why it comes in to ask the questions and being prepared. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, you're going to hear this all the time, and it's almost like a broken record. And, you know, part of the trail commandments is don't try anything new on race day. 
Yeah, I, I'm guilty of that. I've done it before, and I know I, sometimes it can help. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, there's that shocking or surprise. My first year at Wasatch, mile 75 in Brighton, wasn't going to leave. Someone, I hate, okay, I'm sorry, I do not like apple juice. I don't, and I yeah. don't. I just don't like it. <laughs> I was ready to drop. Someone gave me apple juice. Number one, I don't drink it. It's that's not a flavor for me. Right. I drank it, and it spun me around so quick. And I was huh. like, "Let's do this." So right I, on. When we say don't try anything, it's like don't just like, "Oh, that's a cool new gel. I've never right. tried that kind. I'm gonna put that in here." Yeah, don't do that. Oh, that's a cool new. Uh, not unless it's like, the, if that's your last option for calories between aid stations, yeah. then then do it. It's right? like a necessity. Exactly. You have to have some common sense on that front, right? So that's part of the knowing you know and that goes back to robert's show we did when you train use what you're going to use in a race during training you yeah. know how it's going to go through you you know how it's going to affect you you know right. if you're going to have a boost and yep. you know the flavor situation oh yeah um but you can talk to anybody it doesn't you know especially in a hundred mile race things are going to go south and you're going to try things at an aid station just don't make it your primary source of fuel or primary source of what you need yeah don't don't allow that to ruin your race i think that's kind of the takeaway from that and with the guests we've had on our show, the bottom line, end of the day, is your mental state. Yeah, Your mental is. toughness. Right, it is. You know, whether it's, in, and you can do this, even at a Buffalo run, most races, sit down. If you think you don't want to go on, just sit for a little while. <laughs> I've done that. You know, even if it, I mean, I've sat, I sat at Wasatch my first year. I was there at Brighton for two and a half hours. Right. Two and a half hours sitting there. Right. Because I didn't want to go on, and then two and a half hours later, I went on. If I would have dropped 15 minutes after getting there, I would have never known. Right. Right? So give yourself some slack and give yourself some time to, to get your stuff together. Right. Right? You know, I've dropped out of a couple of hundreds. You know, let's see. Wasatch. The first time I tried Wasatch, I, I had torn my meniscus, you know, again. Um, and I was moving slow. I had sausage feet. Um, so I had to drop out of that. I don't regret that. My next drop came at the bear, and this was the rain bear. You know, the infamous rain bear. It was hot as all get out on the first day. I was running really well. I felt good. Um, and then it started raining. And then my knee started bugging me. Like I could feel, I was like, I'm not sure about this. You know, my knee's already wonky. And then by the time I got to 75, my knee was screaming at me. And then I got in there. I was hungry. And I was, it's you know, it's kind of like, 2 a.m. and I'm grouchy and I'm like I'm done with this crap because it was raining <laughs> and it was raining nonstop. Now actually I was afraid I was going to hurt my knee more by, by going on even though I had my wizard sticks. Um, so I got in there I'm like I'm done. I'm out of here. But I didn't have uh, I didn't have a ride because I was going no pace or no, no crew. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like well now what do I do? Right? But luckily I mean we had a whole bunch of our friends up there and I was like, well, I'll get, I'll get a ride with somebody. You know, I just needed a ride back to the, the start because I drove to the start. Well, about two hours later when I actually left the aid station, I felt good. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric is telling me the truth. Sit in that aid station for a little bit and see if you bounce back. Yeah, don't make a rash decision. Right? I mean, injury is one thing for right, sure. Yeah, you and that, know that's that. what I was afraid of because, I mean, the, the rain bear, you, you've probably heard stories about this. It was the most unbelievable mud that you've ever experienced. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, just, you know, injuries one thing. That's a whole right. different scenario, and that's a personal thing. We yeah. don't definitely, you know, we don't want to tell you to suck it up and yeah. rub some dirt and spit on it and rub dirt on it because no, you, you never have know. Some common, you sense, common sense, on sense on that. Even you know, though you're tired. Yeah, and you know yourself. Yeah. And, but don't find an injury. 
right. as an excuse. Yeah. Don't go, you know what? Was that a little hinge I felt in my hip? Right. I mean, my, you, gotta, you, know, you, gotta, you, you know the difference between being uncomfortable and actual pain, like yeah. full-on injury pain. That you got to know that difference. Know yourself, right? Yeah. And, and all these races that you feel horrible at, every 100-miler I've done, and everybody can say this, when you finish, the mood changes really fast. Oh, yeah, it does. You may feel like... Death. death. <laughs> you feel like death. Yeah. But when you're sitting there and people are coming across and you're just absorbing it in, those pains, they don't like disappear, but they dull. They they certainly do. They go away. Yeah. You know, and you can feel them later. Who cares? Right. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, as they say, you know, if it's if it's on uh, the Internet, it's history. Right. That's you can't, right. You can't escape it. So give yourself some slack. Give yourself a little time. Think it through. Yep. Um but yeah, try the no pace, no crew. I know a lot of people do it anyway, and a lot of people they do. And there's people out there that think that's you know using a crew, using pacer is quote unquote. Oh, that's kind of cheating, you know. Right. And that's great if no, that's your I don't feel that way. It. It's just I think that's just kind of where I'm at now. Yeah. Is no no pace, no crew unless it comes to Hard Rock or maybe Western oh, yeah. States. Yeah, something. I like think that. those two. I would like to ex- share that experience with somebody. Yeah, for sure. Right? And there's also the the flip side too, is if it's a race you've never done, maybe you don't know the course real well. Maybe right. I mean. It's not going to, and you can find someone silly enough to join you out in the woods. That's the other thing. It's not like because you want a pacer means you're going to get one. Right. You, know, you got to find that person that, you know, has time to spare, which yep. nobody does really. Um, but, you know, use one if you want to. That's great. But don't think, I better not run this race because I don't have a crew or a pacer. Well, I think that some people get into the, the habit or the mindset of the only way I can finish 100 is having a, a, a pacer and a crew. And I, I really think that... If that is your criteria for finishing, you shouldn't be out there. Yeah, no, really. I agree. I'm, I'm. I know I'll get some heat from that, but I don't care. If you should be self-reliant enough to finish that on your own. Yeah, you can be scared. You can yeah. have those doubts, even which yeah. you know could creep up. But don't think that's the only way you're going to finish. Right, because that how else are you going to grow, right, as a runner? Because that's what we're all after, right? Is how can I how can I improve? How can I be a better person, a better runner? Without facing that adversity, maybe a little bit on my own. Well, and that's a 100-mile race. Yeah. I mean, it's not for everybody. No, it's not for everybody. And when you get into that realm, it's a different game. You have to have a little experience, right? Well, yeah. On the trail. That's, well, that's where the, the 50K and the 50 miles 50 mile, yeah. Those come into play. You're building up that experience, right? You, this this is your, 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 life's, your, your life's running work. Yeah. Is what's helping you get to that 100-mile Achievement, if that's your goal, right? I mean, I know we talk about 100 milers a lot. Maybe that's just not your gig, and you're just going to do 30, 50Ks and you know, 50 milers, which, which is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, too. Yeah, I, I, I love the, those two distances. Yeah. 50K is probably my favorite distance. Yeah, that's. I think that's a great distance. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're talking about 100 milers, and I think, you know, I have strong some strong opinions on it. And I think that if you put the effort in, the time in, and you put those fears aside, you're going to experience something that's really special. Yeah, because let's face it, a 100-miler with or without a crew, with or without a pacer, is going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be hard. You're going to go through low spots. You're yep. going to doubt yourself. It doesn't matter if someone's on along with a ride or not. Right. It's how you manage through those situations. Always. Whether you have someone there helping you get through it. Right. Or as if you just buckle down, you know, and do it yourself. That's where you, that's back to knowing yourself and having a plan. Yeah. So that's and that's exactly why I'd like to do a hundred with no pace or no crew is right. You know, I mean let's 
you do a hundred miler, you're learning something about yourself. You don't yep. wake up and say, you know what, I'm gonna run a hundred mile race, and you do it first time ever. You learn. 50k 50 mile whatever right. it is you learn as you go yeah. about yourself and you're like wow you know and you you know if you're out there long enough you have conversations with yourself and you even get to know yourself better than you want to right, right? exactly so it's it's about pushing past those boundaries yep right how did we get to this point and who came up with the first 50 mile 100 mile race it's pushing the boundaries to see what you are capable of and i think at the end of the day no matter if you're going for a time you know, PRs, anything else, at the end of the day, it's really testing to see what you are capable of. Exactly. And that's why you have to be prepared going into it, yeah. right? You don't want to be, you know, that rookie that doesn't know what they're doing and getting yourself in trouble. And we've so, seen it. Yeah. You know, and it's unfortunate because you saw, don't like to see anybody go so through that. So we were at the bear last year, and you were you paced somebody from... Misty. Yeah, for quite a while. Right hand to Tony's. Yeah, so that's significant. No, you went on the Franklin. You yeah. did like 15 miles oh, yeah. with her. Yeah. And I was going to pick her up and take her from Franklin, Franklin over to yeah, the, so the ski lodge. That's right. And, you know, she her her race went south. Uh, she got into that aid station, and, you know, we were just going to let her sit, right? And so we're just hanging out at the aid station while she's trying to recover, and a runner comes in without, without a pacer. And he was supposed to be pretty experienced, but he was out yeah. of it the loopies all get out yeah so and that's a remote that we're talking about a remote section yeah. maybe wasn't used to it you know and, and i'm just going to correct joel on that real quick is we weren't just hanging out in that aid station oh we were working we were crushing quesadillas oh <laughs> that's right they had that <laughs> quesadilla a, maker yeah. oh my gosh we <laughs> ate way too much food. so we weren't hanging out we were crushing the buffet and we were helping. Too. We were helping. You know, yeah. we became de facto crew at that point yep. for everybody that was coming in, just helping the right. I love doing that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's fun. That's always fun. You know what I mean? You become out. that aid station volunteer at that point. You're helping out because, you know, runners are coming in. They're just crushed from the heat. They were. That was the hottest bear on record. <sighs> I mean, it was crazy hot. And you just step up and you help. And you see these people at possibly their lowest that they've ever been. And some of them and, need that help back. And they, they bounce back, yeah. which is cool. That's really right? cool when that, you see that. Exactly. And that goes back to you know, you're capable more than what you think, but you got to know your, your boundaries, right? you yeah. got to know your limits, and you work up to it. And, again, sure. it's it's that preparation, always being prepared. Prep. Yep. Um, so that's part of it. You know, we got the no pace, no crew, yep. and always be prepared. And I've heard that somewhere before, but you know what I mean. That's right. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, work up to it and, and find that, that rate. Like Zion's a great place to try it. Yeah, Buffalo Run's a great place to I try it I think so, too. If well. you can stomach running. <laughs> flat. <laughs> flat. Loops. Yeah, two loops. Yeah, but it's a great place. I think it's a good well. place to learn. Bryce probably isn't the best place to learn no. how to do that. No, um, You'll be really surprised at how remote Bryce is. Yeah. I, I was tough. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. Yeah, it's but, tough. But it's a good, really pretty course. I think you know, what else would be a good place to try it? The bear. I think the bear would be a good place if you have hundred mile experience. Yeah. No, I agree. That's always yeah. Done Wasatch well. too. Actually, Wasatch would probably be a good place to try it if you have a hundred mile experience. Experience again is yeah. kind of everything. But Just because those aid stations are so well stocked. Yeah. And they're they're, they're course spaced, is always marked great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's some ones out there that are going to be more advantageous to try than others. Um, and Joel mentioned Hard Rock, Western States. Yeah. Those probably aren't. 
Maybe Western States is. I don't know. I think, like you said, though, I think it's being a part of the experience. Yeah, right. Know, having people along with the ride. When I paced Jim and crewed for Jim Skaggs out there years ago, uh, when he finished the Grand Slam, that was, for me, that was awesome. Right. That might be the closest I ever get to that race because I can't dry out. Right. And it was fun. It was a neat experience. And yep. that, again, if I want to run that race in the future, now I have a, just a little bit more experience with the whole the whole situation and the yeah. course. Well, that's how I got the experience on the bear, right? I paced there a couple of times. Um, run the first part because it's Logan, Logan Peak. Peak. Logan Peak is the start. That's a great race. Right? So you just, you gain that knowledge. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of how you do your, 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 you're like, what are you? You're like an intern, right? Yeah. You do your internship. You pay learning. your dues. Yeah, exactly. You got to pay your dues. But then the reward's huge. It is. Once you get <laughs> to that point where you know yourself, you know what you're getting into, then you step outside that comfort zone. And yeah. all of a sudden you're like, oh, that was so cool. Yeah, I'll never do that again <laughs> for about a week. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're on the internet looking for the next race. Man, I think it's like 24 hours now <laughs> yeah, for me. True. You know, I'm out there on the course. I've sworn off running yeah. like multiple times. And then I cross the finish line and I'm like, Oh man, I'm gonna sign up and do that again. Yeah, that was kind. Of, I could probably go faster in this section. Oh, and, that's always and, my uh, problem. Yeah, right. And it's like <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have stayed there at the aid station. And <laughs> if I'd have known this, and next thing you know, you it's a year later, but you've already cut two hours off your time in your head. Exactly. <laughs> I remember the first time. I think the first time I did Vaquero Loco. I think you and I were running at this point, and we were just uh, coming up to the lakes. So we just did the climb. Yeah. And we we're coming up to the lakes, and you pulled ahead of me at that point, and. I sat down the log for a good half hour <laughs> and just had that that come to Jesus moment where I swore off running. I'm like, I'm done with this nonsense. I'm never doing it again. And then I get to the aid station and you climb up. There's a section called Balls. Yeah, that's right. The switchbacks. Yeah, the switchback. They're they're not terribly steep, but I mean, you you gain a lot of elevation. When you real look quick. at them before you get them, yeah. it looks horrible. Right, but once you get on it, you're like, okay, that wasn't as that bad was as a, I thought. Yeah. And then you got this bomber downhill. <laughs> I start tearing down the downhill, and I'm having so much fun hooting and hollering. I get across the finish line. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but an hour earlier, I'd sworn off running. So you got to be prepared, Highs and lows. Right? Yeah. So this, is, this has been a great yeah. bonus show. I think so. I hope you guys enjoyed it, right? Um, and, and we always like to hear your feedback. Absolutely. We get feedback on the trail, which is so cool. Yeah. I mean, we've been running lately. Uh, yeah, we've been running. We have been running. Yeah. And we... You know, we always stop and chat with people because that's fun. I love doing that. Um, I know some of my, my training partners might not like it, but I'd like to stop and chat with people. I don't mind. And people are like, oh, you guys' show is awesome. Yeah. And that's always nice to hear. Hey, I'm not going to lie. It makes me pretty happy. Because, you know, Eric and I think we're kind of, you know, a couple hacks doing this. And maybe <laughs> we are. But it's so cool to talk to people that listen to the show. So leave us some messages on Facebook. Leave it on Instagram, Twitter, on the website. Goodness, you know you can do that. You can go to the website and leave a, a freaking comment. That's right. And that's we're how okay we used to that. do it back in the day, back, right? Yeah, before the social media bust. Exactly. Burst. Yeah. Hey, leave us a comment. Maybe your take on pace, no pace. Yeah, we'd love to hear it or yeah. experiences you've had. You know, exactly. one way or another. I think there's there's always more tidbits out there we can get from those people that have done it before, and then we can always pass that along. Hey, their points of views. Yeah. Their opinions, everybody's got them. Exactly. And some are good and some are mine. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we've got some good stuff coming up. Don't forget to reach out to us. Yeah. Especially on the island. That's going to be a fun time. We're going to, we're going to enjoy that. And we'd love oh, yeah. to just meet you. Even if you don't want to be on the show, just come say hi. Hey, we're going to have some gear. We will have right? gear. Yeah, gear on the some, island. You know, and again, the, the Boko gear hats, 
they're they're gone. Yeah, we sold out of those. Yes, but we'll have more Which coming. Which is cool. That's, I'm excited. Because those are comfy. We got some in North Carolina now, South Carolina. Crazy, right? Yeah. I was like, What's funny is every time we sell something in North Carolina, Eric sends me a text. He goes, dude, do you know Paul blah, blah, blah? I'm like, no. <laughs> and the reason he's doing that is because, you know, I grew up kind of in North Carolina. I, I, we moved there when I was 12, and I left when I was 20. So he thinks I know everybody in North Carolina. Well, I just don't understand why anybody would buy in North Carolina what, without knowing it's so you. cool that people are listening from North Carolina. No, now, Mor- North Carolina's got some cool mountains, man. Yeah. They're, they're badass. That, that Mount Mitchell, I want to go do that race. That thing looks cool for well, sure. Well, maybe you have a place to stay with all our North Carolina fans. Well, I guess I could stay with my folks that live in charlotte well yeah that's not a bad option yeah either, i mean right? they'd probably like to see me Make right some grits i've heard about those <laughs> oh cheesy grits buddy <laughs> those are my faves <laughs> so what also don't forget folks we're going to be at park city running company yep friday yeah stop by say hi buy some stuff super nice people, folks up there oh yeah so let's let's talk about the island again real quick the island doesn't have the best cell reception out there nope so, how are we going to handle transactions if you want to buy a hat? Have exact change? Bring your cash, baby. Cash right. is so king. So, how much do the hats cost again? Uh, 12 or no, excuse me, $20. For the regular hats? Yeah. All right. Because uh, the Bocos are 25 Those are gone. Okay. So, we're only, we're only going to have regular trucker hats yeah, out there. Yeah, which there's a cool variety. That, so there are lots of colors. There's some cam- a couple camo ones left. Oh, those, are, those are cool. Pretty hot. And then we got shirts. Shirts. How much are the shirts? Twelve. All right. And eighteen. Twelve and eighteen. So, so if you want to buy two shirts, it's an even thirty. You want to throw a hat on there? I mean, Ooh. we could. You can do the math at home. Yeah. But if you can, bring bring exact change because you know I don't have a swipe machine. Well, we just we don't have access to the internet out there. Yeah. Or, it's hit or miss. Right. Yeah. It is. Jim's done a good job. I think he had T-Mobile out there last year. Yeah. So if you have T-Mobile, that's fine. But we're I neither have one of us. Yeah, you do. I do. All right. Well, well it maybe. might work. It might work, but let's let's go ahead and just put it out there, cash only. Yeah, be exact, please. And you know, if you want, if you want us to review uh, review some beers that you like, you can bring one by, <laughs> and we'll review them for you. Yeah, <laughs> didn't even think about that. Right, I, IPAs, please. Yeah, per, I saw. I'm not even going to touch that. I saw a post on IPAs today, but yeah, um, that, that's even more messy than pace, no pace. Yeah, right. Right. So, People can get real butthurt over that. Yeah, but that's us. That's who we are. Right. But yeah, stop by, say hi, listen, uh, stop by Park City Run Company, yep, stop Friday. by the island. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to meet you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll, we, uh, we'll, I guess we'll uh, talk to you soon. Yeah. All right, so thanks for listening, and bonus session number one, over and out. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our bonus show on No Pace, No Crew. As a reminder, we will be out at Antelope Island for the Buffalo Run. Come by, say hi. We're going to have some Trail Manners gear there for you. If you don't have time to stop by and grab some gear, we can also do that for you on our website at trailmanners.com. We'd also like to encourage you to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners. You can contact us from our website. Let us know what you want to hear, who you want to see, and if you want to be on the show. So until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.